Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say can American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Monica Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. The season of love is upon us. It is Christmas. Christmas 2020. Some of you cannot wait for this year to be over. I've actually had a relatively decent year until mm, just a couple months ago. Things started to go a little bump. Uh, And here we are. And I do believe that we are going to finish out the year with a bang. Uh, Take that however you want. We're definitely in war mode. And not just war mode. We are literally at war. We know for sure that China has infiltrated every single part of our election cycle. Um... They have infiltrated through our United States Congress, through industry, corporations, um, through very greedy uh, people, greedy Americans. They have extorted Americans. We have industrial espionage going on. Um, Our three-letter agencies are compromised. Our state governments, our municipalities... Our state legislatures compromised, compromised, compromised. Today, Kelly Leffler uh, was quoted in a local newspaper here in the Atlanta area as saying that she wasn't sure how she was going to uh, vote, uh, what she would do with the electors, you know, in the Senate. She wasn't sure where she stood on that. That may have cost her in the way of many supporters, not that she's not already on the fritz and on the outs with uh, a lot of folks. I mean, and then you look at what the alternative is here in the state of Georgia, and you've got a uh, self-professed Jew-hating baby killer um, who, you know, who's going to vote for that in their right mind? Excuse me. And then David Perdue is up against John Ossoff, which, in my humble opinion, should have never happened. And if anyone had taken the time, listen, here's where I am with the United States Senate race. And please forgive me because I know there are so many of you who follow me and listen to me who do not live in my state. And I got to tell you all something. Um, We could possibly lose it for you. And we would absolutely have earned the loss. I have been down here a little lone independent voice shouting from the rooftops 
that we do not, a conversation had with Sidney Powell herself moons ago when all of this first started before she unleashed the Kraken. And I said, why are we moving forward in my state with an election that has this potential for fraud? And at that point, we hadn't even uncovered everything that we've uncovered now. And she, in fact, said the exact same words on Lou Dobbs the very same evening, actually. I was I was very proud. And not that she hadn't already thought of that herself. She's Sidney Powell. But, you know, admittedly, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm going, well, hey, you know, I'm not always the sharpest tool in the shed. But what are we doing about the Senate runoff? Because if we know, if we're in the process of uncovering A, we weren't really sure it was fraud at the time. We were going by the illegal agreement that the Secretary of State's office made with the Democrats. And it is unequivocally, it is irrefutably, excuse me, irrefutably illegal. The arrangement, the agreement, the compromise, whatever you want to call it, it is, it, it should not have any standing at all. Speaking of standing. It should have zero standing whatsoever. He usurped the Georgia State Legislature laws already on the books to compromise regarding our absentee ballot procedure. And and it has cost us in the way of the, the theft of this presidential election so far. I still believe we have a path to victory, if not multiple paths, And it will cost us the Senate if someone does not step in and stop this runoff. There's no doubt about it. Stacey Abrams has got over 1.3 million absentee ballot applications in her girdle. So, yeah. And the Democrat, I mean, the Republicans are still hosting rallies. You know, photo ops with the big spenders of the GOP. Photo ops with David Perdue in front of his big bus. In the meantime, I'm getting handwritten postcards. I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting text messages. So is my daughter, by the way. Every person I know with a kid who's 18 or older, you're getting like, you know, the Rainbow Coalition marker set of postcards that make you feel warm and fuzzy that are handwritten, that are inviting you to make sure you, you know, show up and and rock the vote. There are things that occurred in the election on November 3rd that are occurring now in the Senate runoff. So when I tell you I'm not running out to vote because the systems we're using now are still the same Dominion voting systems, there's still not an air gap in place. We are still utilizing drop boxes, which is illegal. It is not legal. And I love this. I was listening to an interview today and the man's like, yep, you know, who thought that we'd ever be at a point where we were arguing about the word place, right? Or, or arguing that the word box isn't synonymous with the word person, right? A person, you, you have a, in the world of, of, gosh, God knows most of us have gotten in education, like crash course, baptism by fire, um, of elections in the past month. Um, but there is a, there is a, custody chain, a chain of custody where your ballot is concerned to avoid this very 
thing. There are checks and balances in place where people, living, breathing humans, in a balanced and measured approach of, of dual partisanship, bipartisanship, People from each party are welcome to observe. Matter of fact, they're not just welcome. It's a law that they are to be there. See? See, you can't even use a term like welcome because it's like, it's almost like using the word, well, mm, you shall, right? As opposed to, you know, you will. When it comes to legislation, shall and will and the these and the thous and the don'ts and all of that, those matter. Even though, and the Democrats are the epitome of demonic whenever it comes to altering the meanings of words and semantics. That's how we ended up with an urban dictionary. Don't get me started. That's another show. But we are still using the same system, the same bad actors. Where's Ruby? Has Ruby been arrested? Where's the GBI? How about the dude that was investigating Harrison Deal's death suddenly committed suicide, God rest his soul. I mean, what was that? Is that like a Clinton suicide? I mean, what's really going on? That kid's engine block was found, you know, yards away from his vehicle. What? (laughs) It's looking a little bit more like an explosion. And again, I'm not your average Alex Jones person, Uh, But some things really are, you know, what they are. So, so So you look around and you go, okay, what the hell is really going on, especially in the state of Georgia? The governor just sent out another notification today on his, you know, news feed. Congratulations, we have a new... Uh, we have a new, we are, we are uh, opening a new company here in the state of Georgia, and they're going to, they're like an electronics, uh, uh, I'm sorry, they're an automotive parts company, right? Going to bring hundreds of thousands of jobs and all this stuff. Economic, you know, we're just this economic boon. And when you go to look the person up to see, you know, who, who is this, who is this company, what you realize is that the parent company of this particular company who has been, uh, who has been. Uh, the loan officer of the company appears to be Korean, but whenever you go to find the parent company, and by parent company, I say who's in bed with this automotives parts company uh, that we're so proud of here in the state of Georgia, what you find is a Chinese uh, electronics company. Why is that a problem? Because they're all over the state of Georgia. And if they're not within a certain distance of our critical infrastructure, this becomes a violation of your Defense Production Act. And for the love of God, I don't know why someone from the Pentagon, from the Department of, uh, of, uh, of Defense, from the Department of Justice, has not started a very decisive and quick uh, fast-moving, rather, investigation into these governors who keep inviting the Chinese ad nauseum into their states to do and build business and to buy land at lightning speed. Muni bonds. Go, I've, been, I've been shouting about this for weeks. Go look to see who's holding the majority of your municipal bonds in your city. That person is your debt holder. They're kind of like your mortgage company. And guess what happens whenever your house loses value and you can't make your house payments? 
someone comes to cash in. And I'm not a municipal bond expert. I'm not a financial expert. Don't even pretend to be one on the air. But two plus two is four. And the Defense Production Act prohibits you from entertaining known enemies on your soil that allows them access, grants them access to your soil, particularly in the area around surrounding critical infrastructure. So is anyone asking the question, where are these companies? I mean, how many military bases do we have here in the state of Georgia? A multitude of them. So who's... Who's, who, where's the Georgia National Guard? Where, where's, where's that guy? Where's that general? Where's that commander? Where's the man who should know where our enemies are on our soil? And where was he whenever Brian Kemp was signing deals with the Chinese and proudly inviting them in, striking deals with the very Chinese who were ousted from Houston for the potential of being spies? What? In the state of Georgia, we are using the same machines, the same software, the same Secretary of State's office, the same governor, the same speaker, the same lieutenant governor, the same bad actors on the same bad equipment. So I want to apologize to you ahead of time, America, that no one is doing anything here within the state of Georgia's system to stop the theft of your United States Senate. That's just the way it is. It is sad. It is mind-boggling. It is enough to make you mad as hell. And I pray daily, hourly, for justice to be executed in this earth where all of this very flagrant and blatant disregard for our laws regarding something so sacred as our elections here in the state of Georgia and around the country. Undoubtedly, I was told by the Deputy Secretary herself of state here in the state of Georgia and her implementation officer slash guy who runs his own consulting firm and runs hundreds of millions of dollars through that, or at least tens of millions of dollars through that in his own private email server, you know, while showing us nightly on Facebook what he's baked for that day or grilled or green egged or whatever. Yes, Gabriel Sterling, um, you know, people are willfully heads in sand, you know, butt in the air, don't want to believe that, um, It is that fraud, A, is possible, but even if you wanted to disregard the fraud, you have to know that drop boxes and drive-up buses to cast a vote is not legal in the state of Georgia. So who made it legal? I'll tell you who. The Secretary of State. Now, let me ask you, does the Secretary of State have the power and the authority to change law? The answer to that, kids, is no, he does not. No, he does not. And COVID was a fantastic shield. And what he did was caved along with many other secretaries of states around the country, um, AGs, 
governors who caved to the Democrats for rallying to say, you're suppressing the vote. The disenfranchised voter isn't going to be able to get to the, I mean, it's COVID. You've got to make special, special arrangements, special accommodations. These are the special accommodations, people. This is the, uh, the side of the aisle who wants you to know who your coworker sleeps with and how. And whether or not Patty is actually Pat because, you know, you should be more concerned about her, his, or they, them sexuality than the quality of work they provide for your company, right? So, so special accommodations. When Patty feels like being Pat, Pat should have the ability to go into whichever restroom Pat decides he or she or they or them and it wants to be for that day. And those are called special accommodations, right? However you feel you want to identify. Uh, because you're gay, because you might be trans, you need a special accommodation, right? Well, guess what? That is exactly the game that was run on the GOP, on uh, your Republican governors, your AGs, your secretaries of state all over this nation. And they knelt, they bowed, they bent over, whatever it is you want to call it, um, they are now worshiping at the feet of the God of deceit. And the rest of us are paying for it. Now, it, it does not make sense to me that you would get out and vote in the same crazy system that was just found to be wanting. It will never make sense to me. Finally, there are others in which, with much bigger microphones drawing attention to this, but nothing's being done about it. I'm very sorry to report nothing is being done. And your GOP or Never Trumpers are rallying like nobody's business. They're already scurrying to see who they're going to run uh, in 2024 because they have absolutely capitulated, just like Senate Majority Leader McConnell did today. The president, you know, blasted him for that, congratulating Joe Biden, threatening, just like we have going on here in the state of Georgia, threatening legislators. I mean, they can't even, we can't even get a Republican governor to call a special session around this ridiculousness, ridiculousness here in the state of Georgia. What does that tell you about somebody? What does that tell you? You know, and we have people still protecting this man. Well, he's a good guy. I mean, he, you know. We know him and Marty and the girls. You know, I saw where he, Marty, and the girls were down in South Georgia with Vice President Pence. They were so excited because, you know, healthcare workers, frontline workers, they all got their COVID vaccine, the first shipment of COVID vaccines. I'm like, okay, well, here's here's a litmus test. Did you, Marty, and the girls sign up and take yours, Mr. Governor? Have you had your COVID test? I mean, I'm sorry, your COVID vaccine? Have the girls had their COVID vaccine? I mean, they're they're in college. Has Marty, the first lady of Georgia, has she had her COVID vaccine? What are y'all waiting on? What you waiting on, Governor? Get it done. I mean, if they're so safe and you're so proud of it, get it done. Kelly Leffler, Brian Kemp, that relationship has been on fractured ice from the beginning. That right there split 
the party of Georgia. And all it needed was one more hammer to the pond. And we're toast as far as a party goes, at least in the state of Georgia. We do have leadership who continues to sue the Secretary of State's office because for a number of reasons, because he's out of line. He is outside of his authority, and he is denying flagrant fraud. He has not set us up for success with our election, and he's lying about it. And most of us with a brain know it, including our chairman of the Georgia GOP, David Schaefer. And he has been a champion for the cause. So in, in the cause called your election, whether it was for Donald Trump or not is beside the point. This is for your election. But you have people in the GOP who are actively working against the president. They do not want him to have another four years. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm making a list and it's long. AOC thinks she has a list and my list is something I'm going to keep to myself. And in my little circles that I maneuver and swim, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. Even if, if I walk away from politics entirely, which is quite possible, I will not forget whose side you were on whenever it came to the liberty of the American people. Something I love so much right now is the poetic justice of Marjorie Taylor Greene sitting in our United States Congress after having everyone establishment come out to denounce her publicly. She ran she ran a pretty guerrilla warfare kind of campaign, I'm not going to lie. And she busted hump though. I mean, she was out there all the time and she said things that most Republicans have either at least thought or have most assuredly said, just not while stumping for their particular campaign, right? And so, because we are in the South, so we know how to behave when we need to behave. But Marjorie got out there and said some things that, you know, that most people have thought of, like, hey, it's probably not a good idea to have someone who's funded by CARE your Council of American and Islamic Relations that essentially had a bed next to the Obamas for you know eight years of our lives here at the White House. Massively destructive. If they could annihilate Israel today, they would. Because that's in anyone who's not Muslim. And they'll lie through their teeth into your face. Linda Sassour is one of them. Horrible people who would literally blow Israel off the map if they given one iota of a second to do it. So she's calling out Muslims of that persuasion who are literally on our enemy list and should be on every no-fly list in the country. But she apparently became a xenophobe for doing that, right? Or talking about the fact, something I talk about regularly, we have 60% of our babies in the state of Georgia are birthed on Medicaid. We pay for 60% of our babies in the state of Georgia. Most of them are fatherless, and the majority of them are minority. So she states something to, hey, you know, let's get people off of our payrolls and get them working again. But And so now that made her a racist, right? So from you name it, and I'll refrain from naming one of the congressmen who really blasted her and denounced her because he's beloved and he's actually on the side of us getting this freaking election here in Georgia correct. But if Marjorie's listening, she knows who it is. But I was very disappointed to see that he jumped on that bandwagon 
and they blasted her for saying things that were just, you know, it's a little blowtorchish. Not going to lie. It's certainly not, you know, it's not your typical statesman or stateswoman-like uh, uh, tone, right? Her candor is a little too much for people. But guess who's up there fighting for your rights now? Get uh, Donald Trump in a skirt. Guess who's up there making sure that your election is not going to be stolen from you? Marjorie Taylor Greene. And would you believe there are some people in the establishment here in the state of Georgia that would rather lose the election than see her actually succeed at that because they loathe her performance. They loathe the way she bum rushes and bull rushes. And, you know, she's not your typical uh, politician yet. Hopefully it's not yet. She is very outspoken. She is unafraid. Um, and she's extremely guerrilla warfare, which is exactly what you need. She's not going to go along to get along as far as we know. Of course, this is her first term, so we shall see. But I just think there's a little bit of poetic justice to that, where this entire party has been turned on its ear. And so have the Democrats, by the way. Don't let them fool you. Because most people know they didn't win. Most Democrats know this was stolen. And if they're honest, they'll tell you that. Uh, Because most of them voted for President Trump. (laughs) Most of my Democrat friends voted for the president. So, So keep that in mind when you're counting enemies and when you're marking people. Also keep in mind that people are as only as informed as their source. So most people don't even have a source outside of just gossip and, you know, generational, uh, 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 you know, lack of understanding of most civic, civic minded conversations and protocol. So, Okay. I'm going to leave you with this this evening. Uh, I'm, I, you know, in the, in, when it comes to Christmas, it's a very difficult season for people as it is because it's the holidays, people are very alone, blah, blah, blah. And uh, families are already fractured this time of year. I want to leave you with a piece of advice um, because someone called me the other day, and I, I get this just about every holiday season because this is usually whenever it rears its ugly head in blended families. Okay. My show is life, love, and liberty. All right. So we've already discussed our liberty. Hopefully this will bring you guys some liberty as well. So with regard to life and love, many of you are living life and your love lives as blended families. And it's not easy. We know that there's a lot of hurt and confusion and wounding that can come from a divorce. And most people are really bad at it. They're just bad at co-parenting. They're bad at establishing boundaries and new relationships. And most people are living outside of the prescribed order of God, which is spouse, uh, is God, you know, you, spouse, and your kids. And you and your spouse should actually be, you know, right up there together. But you got to take care of yourself in order to take care of your spouse, ladies. So your children, even in a second marriage, if you're going to run your marriage according to godly order, if that's going to be the constitution of your home, then your spouse should be right there next to you. And that should be something that is understood by your children. 
so that no one's allowed to manipulate you in your new relationship, your new marriage. And I'm talking about a marriage. I'm not talking about you guys shacking together or having, you know, well, we're just partners. No, we're just, we're roommates. We're friends with benefits and the kids just have to understand. No, nobody's boyfriend or girlfriend needs to take the place of your children uh, in the pecking order of your, of your family constitution. I'm talking about a marriage, marriage. I'm talking about a committed, uh, in the eyes of God, you guys have established a covenant together, okay? What happens during the holidays is, is I get a lot of emails and calls from men and women um, who their respective spouse has an issue with the kids running over everybody else's Christmas holiday plans. And that particular spouse, you know, it just, it happens to be one of the symptoms that emerges because it's the holidays. So I want to encourage you that if you are the person in that position and you're doing that, you're running roughshod over your spouse because you feel guilty about your divorce. I want to encourage you to lay that guilt down at the foot of the cross. This is, I'm speaking to Christians because this is the only prescription I have. I, I'm not, I'm a minister. I'm not a psychologist or a sociologist. Um, I call myself kind of jokingly on Twitter, a socio, a sociopolitical epidemiologist. <laughs> But as it relates to relationship, I've spent many hours uh, sitting across from families and individuals uh, who are just getting their asses kicked by Satan. And the whole country is right now. The whole world is. And for sure, most of our families are. So I want to encourage you that if you want to establish peace in your home, you have to start by establishing godly order. So you have to go back to the beginning because whatever's happening right now, whatever the problem is, usually isn't the problem. It's the symptom. So if you're struggling through familial strife during this holiday season, I want to encourage you to go back and make the first things first and get back in right relationship with your Heavenly Father and it, repent for being out of order and confess that and let Him forgive you. And if you, if you left because of an affair or if your spouse did or you've got bitterness and unforgiveness, whatever that is, go handle your business. No one else can do that for you. That is something between you and your creator. So if you need forgiveness, ask for it and receive it and be cleansed from all unrighteousness and pick your butt up and keep moving and get into godly order. If you're the person who was offended and you're still hurt and you're bitter, I would encourage you to lay all of those burdens down um, at Christ's feet because he tells you to cast your burdens upon him because he cares for you. So to, to take your lives back, so that you can establish liberty in your homes. Because as much as we're fighting for our liberty here as, as fellow countrymen and women, you need to be fighting for, the, for your own liberty in your own mind first, in your own heart, in your own mirror, and for your respective families. Because without that, we don't really have a nation, do we? No, we don't. I'll answer that for you. Okay. You can follow me on Monica on your talk on Twitter, the Monica Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com. I believe I'll be back with you guys tomorrow evening. And, uh, you know, take your peace. Your salvation is comprised of your joy, your, your, your peace and, uh, righteousness, righteousness, peace, and joy. That is your prescription for your salvation. So enjoy it. I love you. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.